BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Here's my signal to the 49ers and my friend Kyle Shanahan. Offer Jimmy Garoppolo less money and see if he'll stay with the football team. Jimmy Garoppolo, stay with the 49ers. What, do you want to go to the crappy Seattle Seahawks? Don't go there. Stay with the 49ers. Take less money. Trey Lance, he might get hurt. I don't know if he can hold on to the job with the way he looks right now. So where I would go, Jimmy Garoppolo, your best place to be of all the NFL after looking at everything here, how the preseason has fallen out and everything, no major injury, stay with the 49ers. Stay with the 49ers. You know, it's only taken me five years to figure out that when Chris really has a point to make, he takes one of those big-ass meat hooks and slaps it on top of the microphone as if it makes it louder. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he, he, he made it known yesterday, and yesterday was one of those days where I didn't have my usual capacity to take some of the things that we talk about here and turn them into copy-paste snarky comment type entries at PFT, although I had every intention to the moment the show ended yesterday, I just didn't have the opportunity because too many events beyond my control interfered with my usual flow. I hear work. you. Right. And when I saw, when I got home yesterday afternoon from my last ever trip to Manhattan, Manhattan, it's been nice knowing you. I will never Ever. Wow. Go back. It was ever. That, it was that bad. It got worse. They can't the last... pay me enough money to <laughs> ever go back to New York City. I was listening to the Rolling Stones last night, some girls down in my barn relaxing because I needed it last night. Right. And I always loved the song Shattered. And I always thought, boy, that really paints a bleak dystopian view of New York City. Great song. Haunting lyrics. 
fully accurate, on display in Manhattan. So what happened that so, made it even worse? I mean, it seemed like oh, ye- yesterday yeah. you thought it changed, but then and now it's full-fledged. No, you'll never no. go back ever again. So what, what, what now, was it? Now that the book is closed right. on my one-day excursion to New York City and after everything that I saw and experienced, my New York days are over. Don't so, give up on New York. Don't give up. This is a little rough I've time now, right I've now. now. I've now eliminated Los Angeles. Yes. And I've eliminated New York. Right. The rest of the country, fine by me. North, south, east, west, all points in between. But Shadoobie, my brain's been battered. Uh, all right, let's go. All right, let's do it. By the way, genius move yesterday by you. And uh, and you were right. You were right. I had been trying to crack this code, and I had there he is. <laughs> I, there's a Homer Simpson gif when he gets his. I think it was his GED, and he's telling everyone, "I am so smart." SMRT, and his house is burning down. That would be more appropriate, <laughs> I think. But um, anyway, I uh, I had been underestimating or overestimating Jimmy. I'm not sure which estimating I did wrong. I didn't think he'd agree to a penny less, not at this point. I didn't think he would. Right. I think at this point you just sit back and say, hey, it's up to you. We all know, we're all grown-ups, $25.62 million fully guaranteed as of September 10 at 4 p.m. Eastern. You either cut me by then or it vests. You decide what you want to do. Forty nine. I mean, how many times do they have to tell us he's off the team? Yeah, I how know. How many times do they have to tell us he's gone and he's not coming back? And then they pivot as they needed to. You know, they couldn't have planned it any better, but they didn't plan it. That's right. Sometimes the best plans are the ones you didn't plan. This just was perfect for them. But it wasn't what they were trying to do. But, Chris, I mean, we're going we're to unpack this over the course of the next two hours, maybe the full two hours. Who knows? Especially if I keep hogging the mic. But – you're but good. they abandoned ship on their plan. And I am reminded, and then I will turn it over to you for your victory lap. I am reminded of something a wise man has once told me and told me again and again to make sure that it finally took root because sometimes it takes more than once. There are teams that will make a mistake and double down on yeah, it. Yeah, I thought about make it you. worse. Right. Then there are other teams that make a mistake and they say, oh, shit, we made a mistake. Right. Clean up on aisle five. Let's let's admit it. And who cares if people point and laugh? At least we're not making it worse by clinging to something that we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, uh, agreed. I thought about you, actually, because you, you, you've been one that has always brought that up. And, and, you know, I always think about you in those situations where I go, wait, is this are they really going to, you know, bite off their nose despite their face here in a situation just so they don't look bad for making one bad decision? And now we're going to make two bad decisions because we want to try to cover up that first bad decision. That's where I give Shanahan Lynch, you know, kudos to them. And again, I don't. I'm not sitting here victory lap. I just think it was a smart football minds were were thinking this. I, I got to think that. You know, again, it, it it made sense from too many standpoints, at least from the 49ers. And like you're talking about, I don't think this was the original plan. No, I think hey, they'd love for everything to be warm and cozy, and Trey Lance is the man, and he's the starting quarterback, and he looks good, and we can just release Jimmy G if we don't trade him here in the next few days and be done with it forever and never have to worry. But what happened is they evaluated the situation for what it is, at least the way it looks on, on, on you know, on sitting here on this side of the TV, 
when you just go, okay, we heard reports training camp throughout. Uh, you know, it's not always that great. It's a little inconsistent. Offense, you know, Trey Lance looks choppy. Then you watch two games and you kind of get the same feel other than one play down the left sideline against, you know, the third string safety of the Green Bay Packers. So I think when you add all that up and then you look at the rest of the 49er football team, not only on paper, but just what you see even from some of the starters that did play, some of the backups that play, you go, oh, wow, whoa, they're talented and some of their stars aren't even playing. Oh, wow, they got depth across the board at all the important positions. They're, 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 they're arguably the best roster in football. And that's where I think, you know, hopefully Shanahan Lynch finally came to the realization, wait, wait, we can't risk it for the whole Bay Area, the 49ers fans, Jed York, all the great players we got on this team just because we made a move two years ago in the draft and we still got to justify it. So I thought that was, you know, the right thing to do and it was pretty cool to see it kind of come to fruition uh, yesterday afternoon when I started to see that filter through the internet. And the reality is they are clearly admitting one mistake, yeah. which is yeah. we never should have excommunicated Jimmy Garoppolo in the first place. And we've come to the conclusion without Trey Lance being the one who suffered the torn ACL or ruptured Achilles tendon, that we need to be the people who have Jimmy Garoppolo ready to go in case of injury or ineffectiveness. The deeper message is, hey, folks, we may have screwed this up with Trey Lance. In our haste to rectify a string of bad quarterback decisions from not waiting for Kirk Cousins and trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, before that not evaluating Patrick Mahomes coming out of the 2017 draft or Deshaun right. Watson for that matter. Right. My, my guess is if they had evaluated both, they – probably, given my respect for Kyle Shanahan's overall football acumen, would have come down on the side of, we have to take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And then said no thank you to Tom Brady when Brady was ready to come home to San Mateo and San Francisco and Santa Clara, technically, in 2020. And then I still am convinced, Chris, when they saw the two primary examples of their QB F-ups in Super Bowl 55, Mahomes versus Brady, that's when they blew a fuse and got desperate to go out and get a guy who would take them there. And that guy ended up being Lance. And as of now, there's no tangible evidence that he's ready to do it. And Kyle wasn't ready to go into the season without something better in his back pocket than Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy. That's right. Plain and simple. Mm, right. Plain and simple. And so, it, and so they, they, made, they made a nice... Big old dish of chicken salad, and I, I have to, I have to applaud them. Real applause, not not sarcasm or golf clap. Real applause for recognizing that it was what they needed to do. Now, whether it was the best move for Jimmy G remains to be seen. You know, I hear from a lot of people throughout the course of the day yesterday. Why did Jimmy do this? Why didn't he force his way out? Why didn't he show up for practice and say, "Hey, you got to deal with me." Pull the Steve McNair thing. Yeah, Why right. did he wait so long? What, what, what were his choices at this point? Yeah. What options did he really have? Exactly. Right. I, that that's the point. I think is you know they waited the period of time where you know you, you said it right. They excommunicated him to where okay, you practice on the side and and do that. No, you don't have to come to meetings. But of course, they didn't want to take that risk of oh yeah, him getting hurt and practicing, and then they have to pay him twenty five million dollars. And then at the same time, Jimmy G is happy with that because he's going well. 
Okay, fine, that's good. Well, maybe there's a situation around the league that'll arise here through training camp that makes sense for me, and I can go somewhere and be the starter. And as time went on, we saw, you know, little by little that those chances were falling by the wayside. We thought, ooh, maybe Cleveland, if Deshaun Watson gets hurt, or I mean gets suspended for a full year, and then, okay, it's only 12 games, and they're standing pat with Jacoby Brissett. They didn't want to confuse things there. And then you start to look at it and go, okay, so where else? Where, where else are we going here? And, you know, I know we talked about Texans and Seahawks yesterday, and I, I honestly think the Texans want to see what Davis Mills is. I, I, I doubt they're banging down the door for Jimmy G. So I think when you add all that up and then, wait, the guy we got, Jimmy and Trey Lance, is not where we were hoping he would be, then – uh, that that's where you, you got to make a tough decision. And yeah, you're going to take some, some heat for people going, Hey, why did you trade three first round picks to get this guy to go to pick number three? Well, yeah, yeah. Listen, they, they had an eye on him. Obviously Shanahan liked him. You know, does it look like it was worth all that assets right now? No, it doesn't. But that doesn't mean the story's written yet. We don't know. I mean, he could surprise us all and Shanahan's game planning and stuff. And, you know, slowly but surely the training wheels come off with Trey Lance and midway through the year, he could be awesome. We don't know yet, but either way, I think, again, the intelligence got in the way or, or thankfully got in the way of like what you're saying, the ego, the worry about all the other things that are out there in the NFL sports media world, the criticism we're going to take because we did this for Trey Lance. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Tough. It's football. It ain't perfect. So you do with it the best you got. You got a team that's really damn good, and now you got a great insurance policy with Jimmy Garoppolo. And look, we had been hearing for months that they didn't know what they had in Trey Lance, and of course they didn't know what they had. You don't know what you have in a young quarterback until he plays. I was on 95-7 the game last week, and they think I've got some Trey Lance bias. No, we don't know what he's going to be until he is the week-in and week-out starter. We don't know how effective he'll be. We don't know how durable will be. And we don't know how he will deal with enough film being generated so that defensive coordinators can specifically come up with game plans aimed at taking away what he does best and forcing him to do things that he doesn't do well and he never gets better at them and then he's done. We don't know that. Yeah. We don't know that for any of the guys. Right. Until they start playing. That's when you find it out. So, Chris, I remember last year, and I've credited you for this on radio stations from coast to coast, including New York and Los Angeles, even <laughs> though I'll never go to either place again, saying that it was the Chargers preseason game last year. Jimmy G struggles, Trey Lance goes in, and your read on Kyle Shanahan, even though he doesn't talk to you anymore because you got a big mouth and you're in the media, the worst possible combination, mm -hmm. you recognize that Kyle was disappointed that Lance didn't seize his opportunity then. Yeah. That the window was open in that preseason game, and he and he bashed his head into the frame. Right. And, and Because it was so weird last year. Remember, they're making us think, oh, there's going to be a Trey Lance package. Oh, and there was until there wasn't. Right. And then he was just kind of tucked aside and forgotten about. And, yeah, they don't know what they have. They don't know what they have. He started a couple of games because of injury. That's not nearly enough for them to know what they have. Because there was nothing in those games that made us say, hey, there's the next Patrick Mahomes. So now, now, they, they, now they're going to find out what they have. Yeah, they're going to find and out. And in the event that they find out they don't have what they thought they had, they still have Jimmy G. Yeah. It, it really is a great outcome for them. They've held on to Jimmy G long enough. Bird in the hand, two in the bush. They got all three, and they're going to find out if the two in the bush 
are any good. Yeah, and I think to your point, yeah, they, I still don't think they know what they got. You're right. They don't know. You know, and I'm, I'm sure, again, I don't think this is an easy decision to want to have Jimmy G around and have this talk and this, you know, in the locker room and any of that for the guy that you're trying to anoint, you know, the new leader of your franchise and Trey Lance. But I think the move says it all as far as where Shanahan's mind is at and that, like, whoa, I, whoa, I see potential in Trey Lance, but we're, no, we're nowhere near that potential yet. And he's not in the trust tree with, you know, decision-making or accurate throwing of the football or presence in the pocket yet to where, you know, I, 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 I just watching this game the other night live on, on Amazon Prime, you know, I, I could – I feel like I could see the, the you know, not the panic, I don't want to say, but a little bit of the come-to-life moment for Shanahan of like, oh, man, whoa, we're still, it's preseason game three, and we're, we're still really raw. Like, you know, plays like this, just no idea somebody's around in the pocket. The other sacks he took, people wide open down the field to where I think he finally said, okay, man, I've been trying to make this work and make him the guy, but I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I can't just go all in on Trey Lance. I got to take a few chips out here and have some on the side for Jimmy Garoppolo for just in case, just in case he gets hurt, just in case we get through four weeks and we're two and two and the offense hasn't played well. Okay, then we need to bring in Jimmy G and he's going to you know, save the day there. So uh, I would, and again, we know that he's loved in the locker room. You know, guys like I would think guys like Kittle and Kittle and Debo Samuel, even though, you know, they have respect for Trey Lance. Hey, Mike, you and I know how those guys are. And they're, 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 a lot of them are wired the same. We've met those guys. They want the ball. They want the ball a lot. And they probably look at it right now and go, well, Jimmy G can get us the ball a lot. And I don't know about Trey Lance. They're going to call a run play and he's going to miss us on a few passes and it's just going to be inconsistent to where they know Jimmy G at least can get them the ball in their hands and they can rack up stats and be the player they want to be. So uh, it's a lot of factors at play here, but I do think the move says a lot about you know where, they're, where they are with Trey Lance and the trust tree at least right now. In hindsight, the clearest evidence of what was to come came when Kyle Shanahan intended to give Trey Lance two drives in the preseason finale. And gave him three. Gave him three, right. Coaches don't do that. Coaches have everything planned out. They balance it in advance. They understand the risk-reward of exposing a guy to potential injury in the preseason. But Kyle knew that Lance needed the work. And he said so after the game. I wish I could have gotten him more. Well, yeah. He knows he's not ready. He knows he's not confident as to whether he's ready. Yeah. You don't want to be going into week one at Chicago telling yourself, well, let's go see what happens. You want to be confident, that, especially of all coaches, I would think Kyle wants to be extremely confident that his plan is going to work. And there was just enough uncertainty to get him to say, I need an insurance policy. I need to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around. And let's get into the nuts and bolts of this. There's on the screen the quote from Kyle Shanahan from Thursday night with his high school and, yearbook and, well, photo. I, I know. I, I want to piggyback off of something you said there, though, just real quick before you start. Don't forget your next thought here. Just, But, but, but I, I think you make a good point there, too. You know, the first game, the first preseason game when he played, the first drive or two, I think he played two, he might have played three in that one, 
They didn't go all that great. And then he hit the touchdown. I was like, okay, get him out. We got something good. We got something good. Let's build <laughs> off of that. And then I felt like the game the other night was, oh, man, not a great first drive. Oh, man, not a great second drive. Okay, let's do one more. Oh, not a good one either. And I wanted to go, well, well leave them out there. Let them play again. Let's, let, let's leave a few of the starting old linemen out there and play more. But I think it was to the point where he went, oh, I'm, uh, forget. I don't know if it's going to get better. It might get worse. I, I think that's where it got to him, where he was like, all right, let's just get him out. Let's get him out because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to take another sack? Is he going to stare at people and not throw the ball to them while they're open down the field? Is he going to miss a throw? And I think to your point, he was just like, okay, it was solid enough, so let's just end it there before something disastrous happens. That, that's kind of the, the feeling I got the other night watching that game. So, again, that's totally my opinion and, and just what I assessed from the situation. Uh, but, but I just I, I, I kind of felt the same feelings you, you had right there as well. Or, or maybe if we give him one more drive, we – we get to the point where Jimmy Garoppolo realizes he actually has leverage in this conversation. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like there was a little bit of there. Like, what, 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 what's, why stop on that drive? Just keep, you know, if, if you're going to make a quote after the game, right, about, hey, we want to get him more reps and more experience, well, there was a chance to do it there. But I feel like it was a little like, whoa, I don't know if I really want to see it. I'll just wait till week one so I can, you know, have a bunch of bells and whistles and trick plays and Shanahan specials and – I'll just kind of build it that way. And, and that's kind of the feeling I got as I was watching, at least, on Thursday night. And I wanted to text all this stuff out that night, the next morning, about my thoughts with this situation. But, you know, I was scared that I was going to tweet them out and everybody's going to take them on talk radio and stuff. So I waited until yesterday morning to kind of say this. Uh, and, you know, thank, thankfully just beat the bell there. For Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. His new deal pays out $6.5 million in fully guaranteed base salary, $19.12 million less than what he would have made. Now, the easy response is he wouldn't have made it. They were going to cut him. They right. were never going to keep him around one week at a time. I thought there was a chance they would let the salary become fully guaranteed and just pay him $1.42 million per week, holding out the possibility of a quarterback getting injured elsewhere or Trey Lance being the guy who gets injured or Trey Lance being the guy who – just completely craps the bag and or down his leg. But that's a, a big price to pay. And yeah. actually, someone explained to me last night, and I hadn't thought of this, even though the salary doesn't fully guarantee until September 10 at 4 p.m. Eastern, as of next week, they owe him week one. They owe him $1.42 million. Right. So there was another deadline in there that I had missed. I set out the deadlines over the weekend. As of Monday, he does have $1.42 million in hand earned labor because day. You're, you're on the roster labor day you're on yeah, yeah you're on the roster heading into week one it's right. actually tuesday i think when the the you you earn your paycheck for that week even if the rest of it isn't guaranteed at that point so so they were a week away thereabouts from owing him minimum 1.42 million and right. i say that because what four times that is what they got him for for the whole year now that's not a bad deal and and i have to wonder don ye what hey hey couldn't you get the guy a little bit more than six and a half million under the circumstances? And this all comes down to, and Chris, they have used this against him. I've said this all off season long. They have a full and complete read on his personality, yes. which includes on one hand, ghosting everyone, right? Not returning phone calls and texts, but it right. also includes a very strong desire to never rock the boat. He doesn't like confrontation. Like 
George McFly. He doesn't do well with confrontation. <laughs> so so he just said, okay, okay. They offer him six and a half million. Hey, Jimmy, we're gonna you're taking a nineteen point one two million dollar haircut. You okay with that? Yeah, okay. Sure, okay. And and they they again by playing it out the way they did, they enhanced the opportunity and the possibility he was gonna agree with it. But they they've got this guy pegged. They knew he was gonna take it. They wouldn't have offered it. If they didn't know he was going to take it. Yeah. They got him for $6.5 yeah. million for the full year, which is – somebody said he's going to be the highest paid backup quarterback. There's backup quarterbacks Definitely out there not. making more than $6.5 million. Yes. He's got to play to make some of the rest. There's nine, $9 million more, up to $9 million more in roster bonuses and playing time incentives, which you got to be on the field. you got to be in uniform. That's the next question. When do we see him in uniform? When is he – is for week one well, – that's is he just is he just guy who stays home or is he guy who's standing there in number 10 well ready that, to go that's where that's where i think you know you you talk about the deadline for next tuesday with the money i also think there was a deadline in their brains going after what we saw this last weekend with Trey Lance we got to get him out here and get him practicing he's got to take some reps i think that's that was the other thing that i came to like they they got to do it now cuz you know, you've been talking about the whole Steve Young, Joe Montana thing. Well, you know, Steve Young's been on the sideline, not practicing. So he needs to get out there. I, I know he's Jimmy G and he knows the offense, but I don't care who you are. Like we talk about, you got to get some reps and get playing here in case they need him early on in the year. So I would think that was part of the process too, to like, okay, so let's stop this on the side training. We got to get him practicing and ready to go in case something does happen to Trey Lance. Or if Trey Lance doesn't play well, we, we can lean on Jimmy G. And I think that was probably the big reason there. And then when you talk about the money aspect of, yeah, it's late in the game. You know, there's not a lot of great options. Maybe, I don't know. Again, I don't know who he could have squeezed for more money right now. But he certainly wasn't going to find a team that has the talent and then know the system and all those type of things that he does in San Francisco. And, I, you know, I think you're right. I think Shanahan and company know who they're dealing with. They know the man. Shanahan's great people person. That's why he salvaged the Debo Samuel situation when we all thought it was all gone. And also, I think with Jimmy G, Mike, you know, this is a, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a huge haircut, like you said. He's, he's losing a lot of money. There's no question. But, you know, again, there's no guarantee he was going to make much more than this anywhere else, be in this situation. And I think ultimately the big play for the big money is for 2020, 20, I mean 2023, excuse me. That, that's where you, I think the focus for him and Don Yee has got to be to think about, hey, this year's weird. It's a little messed up. We're going to have to take some lumps. But how can we set it up best to where when it becomes free agency next year, people go, damn, we want Jimmy G and we're willing to pay him $30 million a year. We're going to do it. And I think he's in the spot to do that here with the 49ers. And I think that's ultimately you know, one of the reasons, too, why he'll take this haircut to, to $6.5 million. And that's, again, where the bulk of the criticism currently comes from, that Jimmy Garoppolo and or Don Yee failed to have a strategy that would have gotten him to the market sooner. Because if you say from the get-go of training camp, I'm not going along with this, gee, I just have a free membership at your gym, which is basically what it was for a month. Right. You just come up and work out whenever you feel like it. And you're never going to be around the team and just stay in shape and keep throwing, and you can use all our facilities, but it's just a matter of time before you're gone. 
if he had insisted on something more, if he had pushed the limits of his rights under the CBA, they may have just thrown their hands in the air. Yeah, maybe. Cut him at that point. Right. And then he's got more opportunity. But see, I think that he was probably humbled and chagrined by the fact that no one was calling to trade for him. And he wasn't healthy, right? And and I'd like to think that Don Yee's been around enough that he got on the phone with people saying, you know, hypothetically, hypothetically, because it would be tampering. But hypothetically, in the event that I would have a quarterback who is in an unusual situation where he's in the final year of his contract and he's been the starter and he went to a Super Bowl and almost went to another, hypothetically, and he's being supplanted by a first-rounder last year that was acquired with three first-round picks and a third-round pick, hypothetically, what what would you – if I could get him cut, what, what, hypothetically, what would you pay him? Those conversations happen all the time. That they, they, These deals just don't spontaneously fall out of the sky. The plane gets landed very carefully. And there must have been nothing out there. Houston, what would you do? Meh, eh, we're fine with Davis Mills. Seattle, Seattle, hey, if I can get him cut, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, Jimmy Garoppolo, you want to you make it a three-man competition? What, what, what would you pay? And either it wasn't enough or nothing at all. And so maybe that's why he stayed the course. Because, again, if someone does suffer a season-ending injury, if Zach Wilson's injury, for example, had been a torn ACL and not, fortunately for him in the Jets, something far less than that when he had the non-contact injury in the preseason, and that had opened the door, right? Then, then you get far closer to 24.2 than yeah. 6 million. Right. And, and so the, I think that's one of the reasons why they ultimately went along. He knew there wasn't anything out there. And maybe that's ultimately why he said, I'm taking the 6.5 million. As, as you said yesterday, why go play for a crappy team and you haven't had a chance to prepare yourself you undermine what otherwise was your closing argument. Exactly. The worst case scenario for him is he doesn't play at all this year. Well, I mean, the worst case scenario is he gets a chance to play and he's horrible. But l- let's assume that won't happen. Yeah. Because I think Kyle Shanahan will will get him to where he was last year. Yeah. If he didn't play at all this year, hey, I my hay's in the barn. Yeah, that's right. Or he does play and he plays well and he enhances his case for free agency next year. And that's the most important term of this deal. No tag yeah next year right he hits the open market so even if they and who knows what's going to happen get to the super bowl with him win the super bowl with him they can't do a damn thing about keeping him off the open market and that's the ultimate best case scenario for jimmy garoppolo yeah you're right it is it's all about that yeah you're right well why would you want to go somewhere and you know some bad team and then play and not know the offense, but be thrust into action and not, you know, necessarily be on your top of your game. And then, yeah, it hurts your value in 2023 when you're a free agent. And then it, it also, you know, oh, now I can see why the 49ers got rid of him. And it just, it, it would add fuel to the fire. So here he is in a great spot. And, you know, I think the other aspect here, too, is a little like we talked about yesterday is, you know, I know he has the no trade clause. Right, which means nothing for a quarterback, and and you, I saw you wrote that yesterday. You're right; it means nothing if a quarterback is oh, about to get traded like, for. Who? Who? He got a no trade clause. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who? How quarterback... many times do we have to say? <laughs> and I'm not talking to the fans out there. Yeah. The reason the fans don't understand it, there are so many of our colleagues in the media who don't understand that it's meaningless. You're not going to trade for a quarterback who doesn't want to play for you. Exactly. That's why Carson Wentz wasn't a bear last year. 
The Bears got wind of the fact that he wasn't interested. We're not going to force a guy to come play if he doesn't want to be here. Right. Because it's not like any other position where you say tough shit. Yeah. You, you want you want to get paid. You got to show up. You need somebody who is all in all the time to be your starting quarterback. And if another team decides they need Jimmy G and he doesn't want to be there, they're not giving value to the 49ers to get a guy who doesn't want to be there. With or without a no trade, exactly anyway, right. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. But you're, how many how many times do we have to say? I, I mean, almost every time. It? I feel like I know, I know. Yeah, it's really it doesn't even matter for quarterbacks. It's almost just star players in general. If you're a star player, they have a no trade clause. No, I don't care who it is. I mean, if it's like, I mean, we can go back to Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. If he at that time was like, I, I don't want to play for the Rams, that would have ended the deal. The Rams were going to be like, wait, yeah, we're going to we don't want him. We're going to trade gonna all these first picks, round picks and, plus for yeah. a guy I didn't want to be here. Exactly. So th that star players have a no trade clause built into their life already. But I will say, if we get to because of the new contract and we get to week five or six, you know, and again. Trey Lance is playing really good football and they're starting to feel good about what he's doing. And maybe they feel even a little bit better about Nate Sudfeld as a backup, you know, at that point of the year. And maybe the injury does happen to some team that's like, whoa, we're damn good. We think we're, we think we're Super Bowl ish or whatever. Now you got real leverage in a trade with a guy like Jimmy G. And again, I mean, that's going to be risky. Do you want to risk that insurance or your own team? But, if you know, if Shanahan and Lynch feel like they're in the right spot there with their team, they might do that. And that's going to make it a lot easier to get, you know, a big-time pick from a team because of that situation. So I think that's another positive, at least from the 49ers' angle uh, in, this, in this whole equation. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And Garoppolo gets to go to a place where he thinks the table is set for him to be successful. Right. And he gets more money because he starts unlocking the roster bonuses, and playing time incentives exactly. because he'll actually be playing. And even after week eight, the Tuesday after week eight, when the trade deadline comes and goes, there could still be a little bit of a negotiation between the 49ers and Garoppolo to wiggle free because they're just saving money at that point. If, if they know Lance is the guy and they're comfortable with Sudfeld and or Purdy, although Purdy may not be long for the 49ers now that they're keeping Jimmy G, but if they're comfortable with their situation – after the trade deadline, it's just simply a matter of Jimmy Garoppolo waiving his right to ongoing compensation. They save some money. He's going to be gone anyway after the season. We can let him go somewhere else. And you know what? Hopefully, if he has the opportunity post-trade deadline to do that, they won't just stubbornly squat on his contract, and they'll, they'll wish him well and let him go, assuming they've got the Trey Lance situation taken care of. Now, speaking of the Trey Lance situation, because this is a very real byproduct of what happened yesterday. Now, the guy who had been given the keys to the car has a backseat driver in Jimmy G. Now, if Trey Lance struggles, he doesn't have to worry about getting benched for Nate Sudfeld. But what he does have to worry about, next mistake could be last mistake. Yeah. 
just looking over your shoulder just a little bit. That's all it takes. I remember Ron Jaworski explaining this years ago on ESPN. When you have somebody looking over your shoulder as a backup quarterback and you're the starter, you grip the ball a little bit more tightly, you you stare down, receive, you know, I don't want to make a mistake here. I don't want to make a mistake. You don't play as freely and loosely as you could because you're thinking, I'm uh, there, there may be a shelf life on me now. Is Trey Lance going to think that? I, I, that's a good question. I mean, that, that, that is the million-dollar question. I've seen it go both ways. Sometimes guys thrive, can thrive with that guy kind of, you know, looking over their, their, their back a little bit, you know. But more times or not, I feel like it's a guy that has already established himself. I mean, like you take Joe Montana, and it's like, okay, he's won two Super Bowls. He can deal with the pressure of Steve Young breathing down his neck. Brady had to deal with Garoppolo a little early on, right? Damn, they brought this guy in to replace me. But he, he had already shown enough merit and clutchness and all the way he could overcome it. You know, again, yeah, it, this is going to be an interesting and it, one. And it, 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 it was the red-hot poker on his ass, as you always say. Exactly Just right. Just like Jordan Love. Right. That's the thing. That's the key. And this is the initial pressure cooker moment for Trey Lance. Yeah. And I think that this is why the 49ers should be fine with the possibility that he's going to crumble under the weight of having Jimmy Garoppolo there. Because if you can't deal with that, you're never going to deal with the pressure of a key postseason game or a Super Bowl. If no. you can't thrive with that kick in the ass from Jimmy Garoppolo being literally pulled from the ashes and put back on the roster, we're never going to be able to count on you with what we're trying to accomplish. Because you're either going to look at this as a challenge and rise to the occasion, or you're going to fall apart. And if you're going to fall apart, go ahead and do it so we'll know. Yeah, I know. This is why some teams don't ever have that talented backup quarterback because it can go either way, and they want to set it up to where they can get their confidence and not have to worry about it. You know, But again, there can be positives too. I, I you know, To speak from my own experience in year two of my NFL career, you know, it's two years after the Bucks have won the Super Bowl. Brad Johnson's a starter. So I had a guy in my vision to go, ooh, I, I want to beat him every day. I want to beat him every day. And at the same time, I had a guy in Brian Greasy behind me where I was going, I got to stay on my game because this dude right here, he's on his game every day. And it, it did help me rise to the challenge. And then, you know, I was fortunate to where they, they benched Brad and I got to play and then I got hurt. So Greasy got to come in there. But, you know, I, I felt like, in my case, it, it upped my game. I had to still, whoa, I got to be on it all the time. Here we go. Let's go. They're breathing down my neck, and I got this crazy Gruden, you know, MFing me all the time, too, so I better be on, on my game. Uh, so they're, they're, it can be that way as well. Uh, but, but, again, we've seen others that, you know, don't prefer that, and I'll, I'll be interested here. I think this is part of the reason when you've heard Shanahan and Lynch talk about Trey Lance – I think it goes beyond what they thought physically potential he has as far as a player. I, I hear that they, you know, you've heard Kyle talk about his mentality and he think he has all the right things in that department to be the big-time quarterback. Well, all right, we're going to see. This is adversity for the first time in really probably his athletic life because he's been pretty special athlete no matter where he is. But different, too, because I go – Adversity for a guy, three first-round picks, the number three pick, and not the most natural thrower in the world, and really didn't play that much college football. 
to lean on either to where you just go, oh, well, you know, he's been in these situations and had to deal with somebody breathing down his neck before. No, he, he really didn't. And again, we, he hasn't even had it like we always talked about. He never really dealt with a two-minute drill in college. So there are some things here that we're going to get answered to see how he handles pressure on a day-to-day basis because today when Jimmy G walks into the locker room, it's going to be it's going to make Trey Lance feel bad. It's going to make it is. I just I, I've been in this situation, especially when especially he sees when when he sees George players. Kittle, right? And oh, what up? What up, Jimmy? What up, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy's back. Jimmy's back. He's going to hear all that in the locker room. And yeah, that's going to be the first test to see if he can just deal with that and swipe it under the rug and stay focused on what he needs to stay focused on. Can you imagine the text messages that were circulated last night among the members of the 49ers who who thought Jimmy was gone? Yeah. Whenever whenever they became aware. Last night everybody knew about it. Whenever the flicker came, and my guess is Kyle probably went and prepositioned some of the key leaders on the team so they would know what was going to happen so they weren't stunned by it. Right. But whenever that that happened and ho 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 all the emojis I mean can you I it's it's this is going to be delicate and it's going to be awkward. And my my question continues to be this Chris and I assume that whenever Kyle Shanahan and or John Lynch the GM of the team are available to talk to the media They'll be asked about week one, will Jimmy be in uniform? Because there will be a dollar value to that. You get your per-game roster bonus if you're on the 46-man game day roster. So is this truly saving Jimmy G for a rainy day that hasn't come yet? And, you know, yeah, he's practicing, but we're not going to put him on the game day roster yet. Or is it Jimmy Garoppolo is number two on the depth chart? And for what they're paying him, how could you not make him number two on the depth chart? That's right. And make him available for every game. That's right. If you are concerned about durability and or ineffectiveness, why would you not have him there? You could have him there ready to go, and that win that you finagle when he replaces Trey Lance could be the difference between playoffs and not playoffs. 100%. We saw how narrow their margin was last year. These are very, very razor-thin opportunities. One game, not just in January. The games in September, October, November, December set the stage for where you are when it comes down the stretch. You flip one of those games the other way from September or October, you're in the playoffs or not. And I think he's going to be there. Oh, I, I do think too. That now that they've accepted no him back, right. he'll be wearing number 10, he'll be on the sideline, and right. Trey Lance is going to have to deal with that. And if he can't, this is they. I think what this is is putting the Trey Lance development into overdrive. Trey... It's time. You got to do it. You had your red shirt year. You've got to do it. And if you don't, we have to do what's in the best interest of the team. That's right. If we don't do it, then you're, you're, we're going to red shirt you again. And it's going to be till, till next year. And we'll, we'll, you know, hopefully develop and it works out better that way. Yeah, but, but I'm with you. And I would be shocked. I mean, I would think that all, yes, he is going to be in uniform, Jimmy G, and he'll be getting the number two reps today in practice. And, He'll probably even get a few reps with the ones just because, gosh, he hasn't got out there and practiced a whole lot. So they're going to want to probably catch him up a little bit. So, yes, it's, this is going to be a, a big test for Trey Lance and to see how he reacts and can he continue to be the leader of the football team and stay focused and do all the right things with a guy that he knows a lot of the team likes and he knows the offense probably better than he does. So uh, it's not going to be an easy situation, but we'll see what Lance is made of. And I can't rule it out. I think it's incredibly remote. But 
one thing we've learned with this development is you have to be ready for anything, even the thing that they said wasn't going to happen. There's a chance, small, slim, maybe even minuscule, that Jimmy G starts week one at Chicago. There's a chance. Because what if Trey Lance just craps the bed now? What if he just completely loses it now that Jimmy Garoppolo's back? They all welcome him into the locker room, and he's thinking, oh, boy. Goes out on the practice field, and Kyle starts putting the pressure on him to see what he does, and he doesn't rise to it. There's a chance, small chance, but we can't ignore the small chance because it's a bigger chance than what we just saw play out with Jimmy staying. There's a small chance that that Jimmy's the starter week one and that Kyle admits to the world, Trey just isn't ready. And I can't, in fairness to him and in fairness to the team, put him in a spot and expect him to perform when I know he's not ready. Very slim chance, but we can't rule it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I don't think it happens either. Uh, I'm with you there. But Will you be shocked if it does? I, I, I guess I would be at this point. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked, but I think the, the, the question that I think is to your point here a little bit is how long is the leash going to be? That, that to me right. is something I'm very interested in. I mean, if we – But it may it, not even make it to week I, one. That's I know. my point. It, yes. I, I, and, and that to me would be like a, a big warning sign. Like, oh, crap. Damn. If they, it's, it's that bad? Whoa, like it's that bad that we went with them all training camp and here just, you know, 12 days before the season starts, we're going to we're we're, we're going to have them be the backup and start, you know, start down that road. I I don't feel like that would happen. Again, I think they want to make it happen with Trey Lance. They want him to take control here, but they realize there's a good but, chance he's not. But, so we, that's we, we, why we, we want to make here. it work with Trey. We want to clear Jimmy Garoppolo off the roster and hand the keys to Trey. They couldn't do it. Yeah, but we're not ready to do it yeah. because that strategy apparently didn't work. Getting Jimmy Garoppolo out of sight, almost completely out of mind, telling the world he's going to be off the team. From the get-go, when Kyle said it on the Tim Kawakami podcast and then met with reporters the next day, the point was made. It was hammered home. Trey Lance, you're driving the car. Unimpe- unimpeded unfettered, unrestricted, it's you. Now it's not. Because you didn't drive the car well enough. No. You didn't drive the car well enough. Definitely not. If they had full faith in Trey Lance, they would not have done this. They wouldn't have done it. No way. Exactly right. That's the point. There's no way they wanted to do this. And if Trey Lance was kicking butt in practice in the preseason on an everyday basis, there's no way Jimmy Garoppolo would be back. No way. But that's not the case, and I think that's why we were saying earlier, it, it says it all. The, ma- the fact that they made this move, and like you said, they literally said, this guy won't be here, and now he's here, says it all. For the guy that's, you know, the golden child for the 49ers organization right now, that they all want to make it work and, and justify everything they did there. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it speaks volumes to where they're at in this situation, and they got some work to do as far as getting him ready. And, and this is one of the reasons why I relish the opportunity to have the back and forth with you where there really isn't any restriction on how long we talk about it. No one has told us we need to go to break or anything like that yet. But we, we reviewed all of the stuff that we knew about. We talked it through. And I think we ultimately arrived at a point. And this is one of those things where, you know, something really weird happened yesterday for the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. And you need to sleep on it. You need to think about it. You need to talk it through. But I think we've arrived at a very important point here. 
the leash is short now. And they have essentially told the yeah. world they don't have the level of confidence in Trey Lance that they thought they did. Right. And the door is open for Jimmy Garoppolo to return to the field for the San Francisco 49ers. And there are some chapters left in this book, and it's getting good or bad, depending upon your perspective and your your point of view and your interest in all of this. But it's it's the next week and a half is going to be very interesting, and in – 12 days from now when the 49ers go to Chicago. And isn't Jimmy G from Illinois? Yeah. Played at one of the directional yeah. Illinois Eastern schools. Illinois. I know. Doors. No, it's doors fascinating. Doors not wide open. Yeah. Doors not wide open, but a door that had been slammed shut and barricaded, he's now walking through it. That's right. It's it's cracked open for sure. I mean, and and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's shocking. It is. I was going to say something else to it, and I kind of forgot what I was going to say there. But, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you in that it definitely seems like the leash is a little shorter now, for sure. And he's been put on notice, and we'll see where it goes. But it's uh, – oh, this is what I wanted to say. They're, I mean, what makes it more fascinating is it's, it's, again, arguably we're talking about this in the quarterback position on the team that I would go, if we just plug in like – the top 12 quarterbacks, 14 quarterbacks in the game, I'd go, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. That's how good the 49ers are, in my opinion. But they don't have that guy, and they're hoping that Trey can make that jump and be in that range somewhere. So that's where it's, it's amazing, too, that we're talking about one of the best teams at football, and there's a quarterback situation that they got to deal with. Here's what they now have. They have a guy who's QB1, who is completely unknown. And they have a QB2 who's a fringe top 20 guy. And they've said that stuff. See, all the the the, the puffery they've engaged in, whether it was BS or real, about, hey, we got a pretty damn good backup quarterback here. We're not just going to give him away. Well, the reality is he's now back. Yeah. And he's breathing down the neck of Trey Lance. And we'll see. Either Trey Lance steps up or he steps off. And I think at some level... Kyle Shanahan wants to put him under that pressure and see how he performs. And if he doesn't, he will not be performing. It will be Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's go ahead and take a break. Plenty more PFT Live to come on this fine Tuesday morning, August 30. We'll be back with more right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 